Lunchtime replay from Money FM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. Time for hashtag Wanderlust, and many Singaporeans say they are vacation deprived. Let me just give you an idea of how many this many Singaporean uh, means. It's sixty-three percent of full-time workers uh, surveyed feel that they did not get enough vacation time in 2018. Now, is this something to worry about? You guys are not taking advantage of your paid vacation leave to recharge and. Um, you know, just go out there and see the world. Well, joining me this afternoon is uh, Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia to talk about this uh, study that I reported late yesterday afternoon, in fact. Uh, we were expecting it, of course, but the numbers seem to suggest that a lot of Singaporeans are not going away. Why is that? The the report that was announced yesterday, there were some surprise factors that came in this year for Singapore. Firstly, 6 in 10 are vacation-deprived. And putting Singapore the sixth most uh, vacation-deprived country globally, mm-hmm. uh, which, is a, which is a big difference that we've seen in the last two years. Uh, Singapore has generally ranked in the probably top five countries in the region, Asia-Pacific region. But now we're looking at it at a global scale. We've, we've seen a lot of Asia markets this year rank in at a global scale and Singapore being six. So that's a that's a big jump from the last three years. We've ran this study for, I think this is the 12th year. Um, we've always seen Singapore on the lower ranks, but we're starting to see that move up the ranks. So there's some worrying factors in the report. For many of us here in Singapore, we think we are you know, people who love to go on vacations. We are in an airport with so many different connections to many different parts of the world. And you, for example, every time I interview you, you seem to come in with a suitcase because you're going away somewhere. But now this study seemed to reveal a different side of Singapore. There, there are a few factors to it, uh, Tim. Firstly, in Singapore, average workers get 15 days of annual leave. Okay. Um, Singapore also doesn't get a lot of public holidays. So we, we're, well, ba- we're it, banking on the long weekends that come in. 11 ever, public holidays is fair enough, I think. In comparison to some of the well, other markets around us in the region and in globally, if you mm-hmm. look at countries like France and in Europe, they get 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they get the whole summer off. <laughs> they get much. the whole summer off. But in, in comparison to some of our Southeast Asia markets and our neighboring countries, um, they go up to about 25 days, some even between 25 to 30 days. Right. So 11 days is not a lot. Uh, but Singaporeans have become very savvy in terms of how do they calculate the days to get an entire week. We watch uh, out for super weekends, right? That's what we do. But I think the, the other factor that came out in the study was 8 in 10 willing to take a pay cut. I'm raising my hands on that one. For an extra day of holiday. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence with this one. I'm not sure if I contribute to the the 8 and 10. Uh, If you guys are listening, listen to this very carefully, okay? Willing to take a pay cut to have a holiday. To have an extra day. You know what, guys? That extra day that you can spend with your loved ones or even spend with yourself doing what you do is something that money can't buy. So it doesn't matter if you're earning $1,000 a day or $200 or $100 or $50 a day. That extra day is money money well spent, really, because it's yours. It's your time. Absolutely. So I'm with them on that 6 out of 10. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence. Have I convinced you? You have totally convinced (laughs) me. And I I think the important message that we want to send is 
that mental well-being, mental health is really important. You know, 70- health is wealth and mental health is absolutely. the biggest wealth. And it's, and it's priceless. 70% yes. have taken a day off just for mental health and, and well-being purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a big percentage. Uh, we're the fifth highest behind countries like India, Thailand, Italy and Malaysia that has put great importance uh, to mental health and well-being. Um, so just a message to employers and our HR partners out there to ensure that our employees are well taken care of, mm-hmm. uh, that they should not be subjected to be taking an annual day uh, for mental health yes. or MC for mental health. But this is something that we should encourage in the work environment. All right. Going back to uh, trying to get more Singaporeans to take time off, just not even the mental health aspect of it, but just to go see the world and just leave everything behind for a week or two. Maybe two weeks will be a lot of time for other people. But what do you think about the long weekends? Like holidays uh, should be or could be declared towards the weekend if possible, because there are some countries in the Philippines, for example, they did go through a holiday economy program a couple of years ago when the government just declared the public holiday to be either on a Friday or a Monday. So you kind of work on the actual public holiday if it's not a religious one. It makes a lot of sense. So it encouraged people to go out, go to the beaches. It spurred the economy and got people to take time off. I would be very supportive of that if this is some, it's a discussion that will will be held at a national level. I think you'll get a lot of support from um, the general public. Uh, but there's also the key factors of people not switching off when they're on holidays. So Which you is still fine, even if you're... Okay, guys, even if you're checking your email while sitting on a beach, it's okay as long as you're not sitting in front of your office. It is okay, but I, I think generally, um, you know, some of the key factors that have come out in this study is you go on a long holiday and you actually come back feeling exhausted. And many times we, we hear people saying, I need to take a holiday after a holiday, <laughs> right? It's exhausting. You know, we've had long journeys to the U.S., um, it takes you two days to get to the U.S. And by the time you're there, you have five days of holiday. Mm-hmm. You're trying to adjust the jet lag. And then on your uh, way back, it takes another two back, days. And then you're even more exhausted um, so, after a holiday. So I think planning is key. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, look into the planning phase of how you're planning this holiday. Take into consideration your, your the hours that are put into your flight. Mm-hmm. Um, ensure if you're traveling with your family, don't pack it up with <laughs> too many things to do in a day. Um, and, and relax. I think that's Take time. Well, that's a big mistake from a lot of holiday makers is that you want to go somewhere and you want to see everything yes, you in have that a list. city. You have a list of things to do. My advice again, and I heard this uh, on a trip to Israel a long time ago, and somebody told me you don't have to see everything. It gives you a reason to come back. It does give you a reason to come back. And in the world of Instagram and social media, a lot of people would visit national monuments or places of interest just to take that picture and move on, (laughs) which is why I think there's a rush to do things. Uh You know, food tourism is also on the rise. So Mm -hmm. people are traveling just to visit restaurants, to take a picture of a food and and have that on social media. Um, So there's also that pressure of, you know, how social media is playing a a big pressure on people when they travel. If it's not on social media, Mm -hmm. you haven't been to that destination. Well, you know what I did was I just sat there for hours just to admire the plaza with nobody else in there. And that is a holiday for me. It was relaxing. I came back and I was recharged. We forget about the mental photography that we 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 tend to you know dismiss didn't, when on holiday. Everything needs to be. Somebody say when you have pictures. Uh, pictures are for people with no memories. Yes. Uh, was that from that movie <laughs> with um, uh, that actor with 
<laughs> George Clooney. That's remember right. That movie? That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. Um, but but these are some of the things that we forget, and which is why you know we while we take our holidays, we sometimes forget of the little things that we should be switching off to enjoy those mm. moments with your loved ones. Have a digital detox, like just put your phones away, enjoy the moment, spend time having conversations. Mm-hmm. Go to places that don't have a Wi-Fi. Exactly. That could help. Exactly. Yeah, and don't or, get a SIM card or when don't you're get there. A, don't, go, don't get a SIM card locally. Just detach from the world and yeah. take time off. And, and take care of your health and mental well-being. Well, uh, I'm talking to Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia about a survey that was released yesterday um, on uh, Singaporeans being deprived of holiday. Not because you don't have a lot of leave days, because 15 days to 21 days, I think, is an average for full-time uh, Singaporeans. Singaporean working. Of course, it's different depending on the industry that you're in, but you guys are not taking a holiday. Another reason, I think, uh, Lavinia, is that people have this perception that going on a holiday can cost a lot of money, which is, again, not true. It is one of the key factors um, that stops people from going on holidays, and there are a few things to it. One is, you know, uh, Singaporeans tend to plan big holidays, so they would save up to have a year-end holiday, or um, if you have family, you want to take advantage of the June school holidays. So Mm -hmm. they plan towards that. And sometimes they save their annual leave towards that big holiday they are planning. And when the time comes, something would come in the way, which could disrupt their plan. And hence, annual leaves don't get utilized. And then it gets moved to the, the following year. So there are lots if of... If the company allows you to move it If your company allows you to put it into a holiday bucket. And, and sometimes, you know, that's not usually the no. case or they have a maximum of five days or so. There was a question that we actually asked in this study, which is pretty interesting from a country to country. And in, with Singapore, we asked, what would they give up? Mm. Um, you know, for more holidays. And with Singaporeans, 52% said they would give up alcohol. Uh, they would give up, 46% said they would give up watching TV. And in, in a very coffee-cultured uh, Singapore environment, 39% said they would give up coffee. So there were things mm. that they would actually give up for an extra day of holiday, and as well as taking a pay cut. So that was <laughs> those were some of the, the big factors. But really thinking about, you know, how do you take the micro-holidays, the small little holidays on weekends? Yeah, you know, t- switching off on a Saturday or Sunday. Take a staycation if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really just, you know, planning it um, smartly, taking advantage of the little windows that would help. There are also shoulder seasons, which are low-peak seasons right. that people tend not to travel during monsoon season. Mm-hmm. So there are great destinations that's, that you that's can go one, to. Yeah, monsoon season forces you to actually go somewhere and do nothing. And do nothing and because you're stuck, yeah. in, you're stuck in the room. Fun. Yeah, and and you know there, there are properties like Club Med that, you know, while they're, they're, they don't have a lot of activities during the monsoon season, but there are lots of things to do, you know, while you're staying in. Or so you can just sit there in a balcony ideas. and watch the rain. It's I'd love very to do therapeutic. That. I'd love to do that. I'll put that on my list of things to do. <laughs> Lavinia, uh, let's look at how Singapore compares to the rest of uh, the world. Now, Singapore is number, number six. six, right? Which is worrying. Uh, but India surprised me. India is number one on the most vacation deprived. India is a massive surprise factor. And year India, on year. I think, is one of those big tourism industries. I mean, Indians are starting to come growing. out to see the world. It is growing. In the last, uh, I would look at the last five years, the Northeast Asia markets have always ranked top three. So mm-hmm. you would always see Korea, Japan, 
uh, Taiwan in in the top Hong ranking Kong. categories and Hong Kong. Um, this year, for the first time in in ten years or so, Japan has now moved into the least vacation deprived country, which is fantastic. Right. And I think the government has really enforced mental uh, mental health um, and work life balance in the last couple of years, or in the last one year at least, uh, which is really nice to see Japan rank in the least vacation deprived. Um, South Korea has been, you know, in always in the top three categories. Last year, the local uh, Seoul mayor actually implemented and introduced an extra day of annual leave. So let's mm. see how that will play out for for Korea in the coming year. Um, and we hope we can advocate with the, with this data. We hope we could advocate the importance of taking time off, the importance of switching off, the importance of taking care of your health and well being, uh, and maybe introduce an extra day of annual leave for Singapore. <laughs> that well, would be get, our vision. Talking from uh, speaking from a employer point of view, like. I am. Yeah. This will cost money for us as well to, you know, paid holiday for our staff. And what I noticed, though, from a lot of my younger employees, is that they do not take these holidays at yeah. all. No, that's true. It's also the pressure at work. Um, and and some of the data points that we've seen come out of Taiwan, it is actually a work pressure. Uh, Taiwanese actually have a sense of. Uh, FOMO, fear of missing out at work <laughs> when they go on holiday. So they actually are pressured. They feel pressured taking a holiday because they think that if I go on holiday, my co-worker may get assigned on a big project that I may not get it. Uh, that could stop me from getting that promotion. Mm. So there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of pressure. And then there's also the factor of, you know, um, co-workers giving you the guilt when you come back after a holiday. Because you've been on a holiday, you've shared all your excitement on social media, and then when you come back, nobody wants to listen to that anymore. People just said, like, look, we've been uh, working really hard while you're away. Let's just get into uh, the thick of things. But th- that's the thing, though, with with. Uh you know, your colleagues going on holiday, you might think they're having fun. They are having fun. The thing is, when they come back, I think chances are they're more recharged, more inspired Absolutely. to take on the challenges at work. Absolutely. And I think we've seen more companies today provide the flexibility of working from home, mm. flexibility of working from anywhere. And, and I think that's the message we want to send out because mental and well-being is really important for your employees. If your employees are happy and healthy, you get a more productive workforce, you get a more productive team, and then also the the commitment of staying with, with the company. So you get a lot of the loyalty that mm-hmm. comes with it. Yeah. And so it's not just about taking your vacation, but really having a check and balance in that um, and really looking at all aspects of it. Be supportive when your co-worker is going on leave because then... Th- it will be paid forward um, in the future when you are going on leave. Exactly. Um, and you can create a tech team at work and just plan that accordingly. So there's nothing wrong because I think a lot of, you know, coming from the baby boomer generation and the Gen X generation, this is the culture we were we grew up with. You kind of work until you're ready to retire, do the best you can do Indeed. at your current workplace. Yeah. But the world has changed. The world has changed. And I think um, in the Singapore context of it, uh, when we looked at the respondents between the age of 18 to 30, more than 67% in that category said they are vacation deprived. Um, it's not much different for the age category of 35 to 49 because there was only 65%, uh, but more on the baby boomers are yeah. feeling a little bit more pressured and wanting to move up the ranks very quickly so they're willing to sacrifice their vacation. The good news is baby boomers are retiring now so they can yeah. go vacationing full time. Yeah, so you could think about planning for your retirement holidays. 
Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, live a life of travel, travel, come back, save up, travel again. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the planning part of the traveling is a fun part as well. But some people do find that a chore. That's why we exist, Tim. You know, Expedia, uh, we've put great emphasis on helping, um, you know, want to help people go places. We want to take the stress away from your travel. Uh, we've been doing a lot of tests in markets to see how we can use, you know, mobile, our mobile app as an option for, for planning. We've introduced, you know, great savings option. Our message uh, to people planning for travel is bundle. Buy a flight and hotel. You can save a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, plan your holidays in advance. More than, more than 30 days days is usually good. Uh, 60 days is when you get most of your savings. So you can save up to like 30%. But I think, you know, uh, listening to our consumers and taking that feedback and and giving you the choices you want is Mm -hmm. really important. But, you know, there's a lot of research out there that will help you with your planning phase. Take time to plan. You know, a lot of people are planning with their children. Children are now helping to make the decision on where parents should go for holidays. And even with children, because you know when their school holidays are, so you can plan a year in advance. Oh, and totally. S- and start saving early. Don't totally. leave it to the last minute. And we work with, you know, thousands of hotel properties around the world. We've seen a lot of our partners try to introduce family-friendly properties, um, activities for children of all ages when you stay with them. So take all those factors into consideration. Well, right. We here at Hashtag Wanderlust well, created this segment because I really do want everyone to see the world and just get out of your comfort zone and try something new, see something new and work your year around when you want to go on a holiday absolutely instead of what you want to do at work and switch off yes. while you're at it yeah and my greatest tip is plan a holiday on your birthday and don't let that move it's your birthday switch off i'm with you time. on that tim i'm with you thank you very much uh, lavinia lavinia rajaram from expedia here talking about uh, expedia survey on a vacation uh, depravity that uh, came out on Thursday, and we found that Singaporeans, a lot of Singaporeans, 60% almost, right? Yes, uh, more than 60%. Said they are vacation deprived. Let's see what happens next year. I hope that number goes down. We will work every effort to, to reduce that. All right, Lavinia, thank, thank you, you very much me. for coming in here on hashtag Wanderlust here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.